0: For you and not against you. Okay we're in Revelation uh, chapter 9 this morning. The fifth trumpet, we're going through the fifth trumpet. We're talking about the Great Tribulation period where it's a time that has never happened before and will never happen again. Some people think you're in the Great Tribulation now because of the p- pandemic. But I there is no way you ain't seen nothing yet. Some think the vaccine is a mark of the beast. Now I says, no way. It's not the mark of the beast. So don't, let's not get excited now. Let's take a deep breath. God's got this. Last time I checked. Amen. Left, uh, Revelation 8, 12 and 13, where we left off last week. Fourth trumpet. The, the heaven struck. It was the whole heaven was struck last week. We said the fourth angel sounded, and the third of the sun was was struck, and a third of the moon, and a third of the stars, so that man, so that a third of them were darkened, and a third of the day did not shine, and likewise the night. And I looked, and I heard an angel flying through the midst of heaven, saying with a loud voice. Woe, woe, woe to the inhabitants of the earth because of the remaining blast of the trumpet of the three angels who was about to sound. So, we, we said that last week. He said the angels which are about to sound, which leads us into chapter 9, the fifth trumpet. The locusts from the bottomless pit. These are demonic locusts. I'll say more about that, but these are not ordinary locusts as you would think that they are. Revelation 9, 1, Then the fifth angel's sound or blew the trumpet, and I saw a star fall from heaven to the earth. To him was given the key to the bottomless pit. A star falling from heaven to the earth as an angelic being. Some say it was Satan himself. Jesus said, I saw Satan fall like lightning. Jesus said that. To him was given the key to the bottomless pit. Now Christ owns the key, not Satan. You know, Christ could walk into hell right now and kick Satan out if he wanted to. You know that? Satan is only a created being, right? So we, we give Satan more, more credit sometimes than he deserves. Sometimes people put Satan on the same equal as God, and it's not even close. But he said, uh, he saw a star, the star referring to Satan. And it was given to him a key to the bottom of his head. Although he might have used an angel. It could be an angel, some say, but most com- uh, Bible scholars believe it was Satan himself. And he was given authority. He was given control by Christ. The access, he was given authority. Satan does not have complete authority. Christ does. Christ has to give authority to Satan what he can do and what he can't. Satan just can't do whatever he want to. For the key of the pit given to him, it was a, it was a loose... This army, this bottomless pit, this abyss, this uh, bottomless pit was loosed. This bottomless pit always referred to the prison where some of the demonic spirits abound. There are, some, there are some spirits so vile, they are so violent until they are locked up. They can't even be released. They're incarcerated. The place, this, this, this bottomless pit here, In verse 1, it's a place of isolation, and it's a place of torment for demons. Demons would prefer to inhabit a human body, but if they can't, they will inhabit animals or whatever. But they can't inhabit the Christian. The demon can't inhabit a Christian because you got the Holy Spirit inside of you, so he can't come in there. But these demons, these fallen angels... 2 Peter 2, 4, For if God did not spare the angels who sin, but cast them down to hell and deliver them into chains of darkness to be reserved for judgment. Some of these demons, they are in the chains of darkness to, reserved for judgment. Then Jude 6 said, And the angel who did not keep their proper domain, talking about these fallen angels, but they left their abode, he has reserved in everlasting chains under darkness for the judgment of the great day. This refers to that final judgment judgment when all the demons and Satan are forever consigned to the lake of fire. So the bottomless pit or the abyss was a place of torment for the demons. The bottomless pit it was not hell. Rather, it is a prison, it's like an underworld where they were where they were kept, where they were confined. For were they were confined by God. You know, the Bible says in Luke chapter 8, well, you can go ahead and turn to it. Luke chapter 8, verse 26 through 33, a demon meets Jesus. You know, there was no match at all. But they knew exactly who he was. Luke 8, 26. Then they sailed to the country of the gatherings which is opposite of Galilee. And when he had stepped out on the land, there met him a certain man from the city who had demons for a long time. And he wore no clothes, nor did he live in a house but in the tombs. But when he saw Jesus, he cried out, fell down before him with a loud voice saying, What do I have to to do with you, Jesus, Son of the Most High? I beg you, do not torment me. This is the demon talking to Jesus. For he had commanded the unclean spirit to come out of the man, for it had often sized him, and he was kept under guard, bound with chains and shackles. And he spoke and bound and was driven by the demon into into darkness. Jesus said, verse 30, Jesus asked him, saying, what is your name? And he said, Legion, because many demons... Had entered him. And they begged him that he would not command them to go into the abyss, the bottomless pit. The same thing in Revelation 9 1. They begged him. They knew it was a place of torment. They begged Jesus, don't send us over there, please. Anywhere, but don't send us there. Verse 32 Now I heard of, now I heard of many swine who was feeding there on the, on the mountain. So They begged him that he would permit them to enter them. And he permitted them. Then the demons went out of the man and entered the swine. And their herd ran violently down the steep place into the lake and was drowned. The demons begged him, pleaded not to send them into the abyss, into the underworld, into the bottomless pit. Bound, these demons were cast out, they they disobeyed God. But Jesus, they knew Jesus had the power and authority to send them there. They knew Jesus had the power to send them in the abyss, but they begged him. They said, well, just send us to those pigs, man, but in a place, but not there. In the abyss, is not the lake of fire. For that is a final prison for Satan and all of his followers at the lake of fire. But the abyss is part of the underworld. What demons are kept. So it is, it is a such thing as a demonic world. I asked myself some time right now, how much activity that you see in the world today is demonic? The Bible said we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Now I Satan I wants you to put your eyes on people, on the media, on the Democrats and Republicans, but the Bible says, you don't even wrestle against flesh and blood. Now, he might be using people to accomplish his means, but people are not, uh, he just, people are just a vessel that Satan uses. So, Revelation 9-1, the fifth angel sounded and blew a trumpet, and I saw a star fall from heaven to the earth. To him was given the key to the bottomless pit, verse 2, and he opened the bottomless pit. And smoke, this smoke is demonic creatures coming out of the pit, demonics, demons. He opened the pit and smoke arose out of the pit like the smoke of a great furnace. So the sun and the air were darkened because of the smoke. Some people say the sun and the air was darkened because there were so many demons coming out of there. I don't know. I wasn't there. Didn't want to be there. Don't want to be there. But you, know, you, you notice in verse, t- verse 2, he said he opened the bottomless pit and smoke arose out of the pit. He says, like, and he's going to use this word like over and over and over for the next several verses. Like, he's trying to describe to you what he saw in the heavenly realm. There's a heavenly realm that the physical eyes cannot see. And it it's just as real as the spiritual realm. Just because you can't see it with your physical eyes doesn't mean that it's not real. I tell you what, I can feel it sometimes. I can feel a demonic world. I go into prayer, boy, and I'll fight them to the death because they don't have no power over me, and I'm not going to give them any. But anyway, he opened the bottom of his pit, And smoke came out, he says, like the smoke of a furnace. He didn't say it was the smoke of a furnace. He said it was like the smoke of a furnace. That's the best way he could describe it. The smoke polluted the air, darkened the sun, which had already been darkened when the fourth trumpet sounded. It was already darkened. One time the underworld is a place of of darkness is compared to a great furnace, people who joke about hell, they don't realize how ignorant they are. People joke about hell. They say, well, you know, uh, my friend's going to be there, brother, and I'm going to have lots of company. They joke about it. I said, listen, man, this is a real place. It's a real place. And when you die, you're either going to go to heaven or you're either going to go to hell. There's no middle ground. But you get a chance to choose why you're you alive. So people joke about it. This awful darkness reminds us of the plague. You know, I was reading Exodus chapter 10 when when the darkness could be felt. But Satan is the prince of darkness. It was so dark in Exodus 10. It was so dark. It wasn't like darkness you see at night like we see right now. It was so dark. It said you could feel it. That's that's pretty dark. Verse 12. The fourth trumpet. The heaven struck. The fourth angel sounded. And a third of the sun was struck. And a third of the moon. And a third of the stars. And a third of them were darkened. And a third did not shine. And likewise night. Uh, We read that with the fourth trumpet, where it was already darkened. It says in Revelation 9, 2, that the sun and the air were darkened because of the smoke. Well, it had already been darkened once in the fourth seal, in verse 12, the fourth, the fourth trumpet, it was already darkened, so now it's really darkened. God will supernaturally reduce the intensity of these celestial bodies by one-third the loss of solar heat will decrease and it would cause a radical drop in temperature because the sun will be darkened. Then out of the pit, verse 3 says, out of the pit, out of, out of, out of the smoke, locusts came upon the earth and to them was given power as scorpions of the earth had power. It says John is trying his best to explain this. Out of the smoke, verse three, locusts came upon the earth. These are demonic creatures, and to them was given power. He says, "As of scorpions." He didn't say they were scorpions. He said, "As of scorpions on the earth." These are not these are not normal locusts. However, they specifically prepared. Demons, they have power to sting. These locusts were de- was a demonic army that's released upon the earth. He is finding it difficult to try to describe what he's, what he's seeing here. The demon in locust form are able to inflict the physical pain and also spiritual pain. Some believe in verse 5. There were commanded, verse 4, they were commanded not to harm the grass of the earth or any green thing or any tree, but only those men who do not have the seal of God on their forehead. You know, we talked about the 144,000 had the seal. The 104,000 Jewish evangelists had the seal on their forehead and they were protected by God. They were protected by God, but they, these particular locusts was told not to harm the grass, not to hurt the grass, neither in a green thing, neither in a tree, or which a locust usually hurts grass. They usually prey on grass. So these are not normal locusts as you would think. These are supernatural, demonic beings. Verse five, and they were given authority to kill. They were, they were not given, verse 5, so they were not given authority to kill, to kill them, but to torment them for five months. Their torment was like, the word like again, it was like the torment of a scorpion when he strikes a man. When a scorpion strikes a man, it's painful and very swelling. I'm told it's one of the worst pains you can have is to be stung by a scorpion. But these particular demonic beings was told not to hurt the grass. they were only designed to hurt human beings. In verse six, he said, "In those days men will seek death and will not find it. They will desire to die, and death will flee from them. The purpose is to torment, not to kill. Five months. People will want to die, and they won't be able to even die. It is likely that these are these are just demonic creatures that's released to torment men. The thing is like a scarping, a scarping, but they are, The sting is extremely painful. But it's not fatal. But it is so painful, people are going to wish they were dead and can't even die. It is a state where, it is a state where the distress is so great that people would consider Death as a relief. They would consider death as a relief to be relieved from the pain and their suffering. They might even contemplate suicide just to be relieved from the the death. They might turn to drugs, might just give me some relief from this pain. But it says they won't be able to. They won't be able to die. The usual time for locusts is from May to September. Uh, the, the usual time of a locust, the lifespan of a locust is five months. So they're going to basically torment people for five months. This is the opportunity for every unbeliever to repent before the Lord to be saved. Maybe if they would repent and cry to God, maybe God could call it off. Maybe he could stop it. This judgment is limited to five months, which tells us that Satan can only do what God allows him to do. Satan is with Job. He had to ask permission. Verse 7, they shake up the locusts like horses. That word is again. It says it was... He didn't say they were horses. He he's looking at this thing in the spiritual room, in the spiritual realm. He said, These locusts, man, they look like horses prepared for battle. They made some unusual noise. On their heads were crowned of something like gold, and their faces were like the faces of men. The shape of locusts were like the horses prepared for battle. This speaks of strength. They had tremendous strength and, and tremendous speed. And on their their heads were, as it were, crowns like gold. This speaks of royalty. A picture of conquerors. And they face like the faces of men, denoting intelligence. They are very strong. They are very intelligent. And they move with tremendous speed. John had never seen anything like this in his life. And he's trying to explain what he's seeing and he's having a hard time explaining it because this is not natural, he's in the supernatural. How can you explain the supernatural? I, I can't explain it, maybe you can't, you know. This is why he's using the word over and over and over again, like. He said in verse 8, they had hair like women. And their teeth were like lion teeth. You know, they had a picture like women, like maybe attractive. You know, some people think that Satan is an ugly creature, but he's not. Mm -hmm. The Bible says he's going to deceive people by his beauty. Mm -hmm. You see these scary movies on TV like Satan is trying to scare people, these ugly creatures on TV. Satan don't look like that. He said their hair like, like women's hair and their teeth were like lions. They, they, they were attractive. Their teeth like lions mean they were very powerful. They were fierce and they were deadly. Verse 9 said he had, and they had breastplates like the breastplates of iron. And the sound of their wings was like the sound of chariots. With many horses running into battle. They made this unusual sound. They had breastplates, meaning they were protected from the front and some say even the back. But the breastplates were designed to protect, you know, a a breastplate is, 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 is designed to protect the vital organs and sustain the life of a soldier in battle. When a soldier in battle, he's going to protect the vital organs. These creatures had a, he said, like a breastplate of iron for protection. They cannot be wounded. They cannot be injured. And they cannot be stopped. Because they are supernatural beings. Verse 10, then they had, they had tails like, again, scorpions. And there were stings in their tails. Their power was to hurt men five months. This demonic army, their job was to hurt men for five months. Verse 11, and, and they had no king over them. The angel of the bottomless pit, which to be Satan himself, whose name is Abaddon. You know what the word Abaddon means? Destroyer. Who came to destroy? Who came to steal, kill, and to destroy? Satan. He said he had a name in the Hebrew. He said his name was Abaddon, but in the Greek, his name was Apollyon. That means destroyer. Satan is the biggest destroyer there is. Oh, I could just tell you the liars that I know personally, the liars that people that Satan has destroyed. I know people even, I think, come to mind right now, is not even, they're not even walking with Christ anymore. You know? But he said in verse 11, they had no king. He said, verse 12, one woe is past. Behold, still two more woes are coming after these things. He's saying it's not over yet. Real locals do not have a king. But this army follows the rule of Satan. This the angel of the bottom this, these are the angels of the bottomless pit. The, this name is destroyer. The thief is the destroyer Satan. The thief. Real locals are pervasive destroyers, but th- these armies torture. Only those that the Lord commands them to torture. But a real locust has no king. But these this locusts here, they got a king. So this tells me that they are supernatural. Proverbs 3027. Indication that the locust has no king. Yet these locusts have a king because they are demonic they are demonic. They are demonic, but they are invisible. If they're supernatural, you can't even see them. But they can see you. God showed John in the spirit, and John is trying to explain what he saw. He said, if I could explain it, it would be like. If I could tell you, it would be like a scarping. It would be like a locust. It would be like, 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 because he don't know what. He's trying to figure out what in the world am I looking at. John is given a glimpse here of the spiritual world. Some some say all these, what John saw was fallen angels or demonic world. Maybe so. Even he's having a hard time explaining it. So how do you expect me to explain it? I wasn't there. Were you? Maybe you were, I don't know. You can't explain it either, so come on. Sixth trumpet, verse 13. Then then the six angels sounded, and I heard a voice from the four horns. Horns always symbol power. You can read the book of Daniel. Always symbol power. I heard a voice from the four horns of the golden altar, which is before God, saying to the six angels who had the trumpet, release the four angels who are bound at the great river Euphrates. Fallen angels, demonic powers. That are evil and destructive, they were bound. These angels are apparently wicked because no holy angel is bound. They said these angels were bound because they were wicked. Verse 15, So the fourth angel, who had been prepared for the four hour for the hour and the day, month and year, were released to kill a third of mankind. They had been held back by God and, be, and they will be released for at a specific time. They will be released at a specific time and a special purpose doing only what he allows them to do. The four angels are demons are released to kill a third of the remaining population. Adding to the one fourth who were killed under the fourth seal with the pale horse in Revelation 6. These two judgments are alone destroy half of the world's population. It's destroyed, half, killed by these demons. Verse 16, it says, Now the number of the army of the horsemen was 200 million. I heard the number of them. This is, this is an invasion of the demonic world, a demonic army invading the earth. Aren't you glad? I'm a pre tribulationist. Better pray I'm right. But I hope I am. These demons are designed to invade, these are supernatural demonic beings, a demonic army. Some say they demon possessed human beings. I don't know about that, but some say that. But they are sent to destroy a third of the population. Verse 17. And thus I heard the horses in, this, in the invasion. Those who sat on them had breastplates of fiery red hannathed, blue and yellow, and heads of horses were like the heads of lions. And out of their mouth came fire and smoke and brimstone. This is a picture of horror. This is like watching a horror movie. This is a picture of horror and demonic association, not like any horse he had ever seen because these are demonic beings. But look at they say, they, they, he describes them, the red and blue and yellow. They, they are meant to terrify. When you look at them, they are meant to terrify you. He fixed the attention on the horse and the rider. This appearance was very unusual to him. and It was very hard for John to describe But they had, again, he said they had breastplates. some kind of way, they had some kind of protection. Some kind of protection. Verse 18, by these three plagues, you know, uh, by these three plagues, a third of mankind was killed by the fire and the smoke and the brimstone which came out of their mouths. For the power is in their mouths and in their tails. For their tails are like serpents having head and with them they do harm they were given a we are given a glimpse of the spiritual world here he said they had tail like he keeps saying that the deadly power of these horses uh in their mouths and their tail the power was not in their leg fire smoke and brimstone issued from their mouths and their tails was like Biting serpents. They can attack men from the front and from the rear. Their tail were like, he said, serpents. Like, And with them, they could hurt. They had the power to inflict pain. What in the world is he talking about? What is he looking at? He can't describe it. But it was supernatural. But here's the bad thing about it. Sums it all up in a nutshell. And this is the saddest thing about this chapter, in my opinion. Verse 20. But the rest of mankind who were not killed, they were still alive. Watching this now. But the rest of mankind who were not killed by these plagues did not repent. Repent. Of their works, of their ha- of their hands, that they should not worship demons and idols of gold, silver, brass, stone, and wood, which can neither see nor hear nor walk. They continued doing the same thing after seeing all of that, all the suffering. Say, verse twenty-one: They did not repent of their murders. Are they sorcerers? Their sexual immorality? Are they thefts? Unbelievable. After all the things they saw, you would think anyone would fall in their knees and say, Help! Matter of fact, that's that's the best prayer I ever prayed in my life was, Help! He never told me to figure it out. He just told me to trust him. Awful wickedness of mankind. Even in the midst of the judgment, the most frightening thing that they ever could see, they still persist doing what they've always done and did not repent. They continue worshiping their false gods, verse 20. He said they could not see, they could not walk, could not hear, they continue to worship. They false gods. The gods who could not deliver them. The God who could not protect them. They continued to serve the false God and rejected the true God. Mm-hmm. He said they, verse 21, they did not repent of their sorceries." You know what that means? Get, get our word in the Greek is pharmakia, where you get the word drugs from. They continued doing their drugs. Drugs is going to run rampant in the great tribulation, trying to get some kind of relief. They continued in the drugs. There will be an increase of drugs in the last days. We can see that happening now. If you think it's bad now, Wait. Well, you won't be here anyway. So don't worry about it. They say spiritism is on the increase. People are going to worship something. Be it God or the devil, they're going to worship something. People are searching for spiritual truth in the wrong places. That's why the occult is growing. But there'll be... Increase in drugs. If you think it's bad, bad now, it's going to be a lot worse. They will use a drug to dull their senses, to try to be able to cope with everything that is going on on this earth. And their drugs is going to lead to theft. He say they did not repent of their murders, of their drugs, sexual immorality, or their theft is going to be on the increase. They continued, and they returned they returned to normal. I asked myself about the United States if God would deliver us from the pandemic right now. We would return to normal. All the plagues came on these people, they saw this, it produced rebellion, more rebellion, and more hardness of heart, just like Pharaoh. They didn't repent. Just because people see or go through pain doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to repent. This is a picture of the life after the church is taken away this is a picture of life after the rapture happens hardness of heart jeremiah said the heart is desper- desperately wicked you would think people would ask god but forgiveness and help but rebellion intensified it got worse Sexual immorality got worse. The hardness of heart got worse. They worshiped a dead God who could not protect them, who could not deliver them. The the God of wood and stone could not help them. John tells us, you know, this is what he's trying to tell us. Even physical pain sometimes will not change a rebellious heart. The purpose of this place was to get people to repent. But it led to hardness of heart. Every time Christ offers repentance, they rejected his offer and they preferred to follow Satan. God has given everyone free will to choose. That's why I give altar calls. I say, if you're here, and if you're not a Christian, I say, you don't know if you're going to live tomorrow. I say, invite Jesus to come into your life today, and you will have your name written in the Lamb's book of life, and you will live forever with him. All your sins are forgiven. You will get a new body where there's no pain, no suffering, no sorrow, and no more death. Free. Free. Hardness of heart. They did not repent. They continued to rebel. And some people died. Some people would rather die than to repent. You know at my hospital visitations I go sometimes and I I talk to people that I know they're going to die. I know it. I can see it. So the Holy Spirit tells me, he said, you better say something about the gospel, brother, because you're responsible for that person. If that person dies and slips out in eternity and you don't even say the gospel and you don't even preach the gospel to him, shame on you. Preach the gospel right now. I have preached the gospel in the hospital rooms and I have seen people with the hardness of heart like this and I have seen people die before my very eyes and did not receive Jesus Christ. They said, oh, me and the man upstairs, we all right? Well, you don't, re- you don't refer to God to the man upstairs in the first place. So you know you're not all right. If you gonna refer to God as your man upstairs, you're not saved. He, has, he deserves more respect than that if you're a child of God. I have asked people in the hospital room, I said, if you were to go out of eternity right now, if you were to die right now, do you know you would go to heaven? Oh, I'm okay, I'm a good person. I never killed anybody. You know, I work hard and I pay my bills and take care of my wife and kids and blah, blah, blah. This, that is the most damning thing I ever heard that people think just by them being good, they're going to go to heaven. That's not true. There's no righteous, no not one, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Nobody can save themselves. That's why we got a Savior. That's why he came. He knew we couldn't save ourselves. If we could save ourselves, Jesus didn't have to come. He could have stayed in heaven. But he came to seek and to save that which was lost. We were lost. but I've had people look me in my face, and I'm I'm watching them take their last breath, and they die. And I'm thinking, man, you would rather die than repent? Well, God is not going to force people into heaven. If they don't want to go, he's not going to force you to go. You can say no all day. That's your choice. But I'm just saying, you don't have to go to hell. You can be forgiven. You can go to heaven. But you got to do it his way. You can't do it your way. I believe that all America And all the world's got to do right now is repent. And God could turn this whole thing around. Everybody's telling me the the problems, but nobody's telling me the answers. We all see the problems. We all know the problems. We see them. But no one is giving any answers because they don't have the answers. The only answers is repentance and turning to Christ. That is the only answer. The world has turned its back on God and now we are reaping what we have sown. And if you think it's going to get better, you're wrong. It's, it's going to get worse until the rapture happens, it's going to get worse. People say, well, that's being, that's being negative. Well, You can say it's being negative. i tell you what, it's going to get worse. I believe we're living right now in the last days. And I look for every opportunity to preach the gospel. A guy asked me last night, a guy asked me yesterday, hey man, hey brother, he says, hey bro, he said, you got a cigarette? I said, man, I got more than that, come here. Tell you about Jesus, man. And he, I tell you, if you had Jesus, you won't need that cigarette. I got to look for every opportunity to get the gospel out, knowing that the rapture could happen any second. That is the primary focus of the church right now. I'll just close with this. John Wesley said this John Wesley, it is not your business to preach so many times. And listen to what he says it is not your business to preach so many times and to take care of this. Are that, in this society, but to save as many souls as you can to bring as many sinners as you possibly can to repentance. What is the church's job? Is to save as many souls as we can and to bring as many sinners as we can to repentance. John MacArthur made a statement. He said, John MacArthur said, teach this post-Christian culture about God and then command repentance. That's the only message we have. Without it, no one would be saved. What's the answer? The Gospel, Evangelist. that's the answer. This lady told me yesterday, says, you want to get high? I said, man, I'm already high. On what, brother? Hey, let me t- come here, brother. Let me tell you about Jesus, brother. Come here. I don't know what these people are picking on me because I don't bother nobody. I'm over here at Fred Marley. Dude walked up to me and said, hey, brother, uh, I'm about to steal me something out this store. I said, man, why you going to do that? You got Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ don't like thieves. You got to use that name Jesus, man, these last days. That scare people. And that Jesus Christ name scare people. Don't be afraid to use his name. But see, what I do, I pray every day that God will bring somebody into my midst that I can share that gospel. And then I go out on the prowl, and I feel everybody I run into has been ordained by God. And I'm going to strike up a conversation and try to get that gospel in there because I know that is the only hope for America and for the world. Mm -hmm. If it worked then, if it worked back in Paul's day, it will work now. The gospel is still just as powerful today as it was 2,000 years ago. Mm -hmm. That's why Jesus said, go into all the world and preach not your denomination or your church or your pastor. He said, go and preach the gospel because the gospel changes our hearts. The gospel brings conviction. Look at all of us sitting here. When you heard the gospel, you believed the gospel, you were forgiven, and here you are. All people got to do is accept it and believe it. He has never turned down anybody yet, and he won't turn you down but he's not going to force you. So we're going to bow in prayer and we're going to ask if anyone here today have not received Jesus Christ, this is your day. Father, we thank you, Lord, that we are able to come today and hear your word. And I pray right now, if there's anyone here that does not know Jesus Christ as a personal Lord and Savior, that they would come to him today. Anyone here before we close, do you know if you were to die right now, would you go to heaven? Do you know that? If not, just raise your hands and we will pray with you. Anyone here that say, you know what? I know I'm a sinner. I want Christ to come into my heart. Anyone here before we close? Father, thank you so much for your word. Give us a hunger for the loss, we ask. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Uh, You guys, oh yeah, turn it off again.